This week on Show Me Your News, Super Mario 3D Land and the Smash Brothers update, virtual reality at GDC, and April Fool's Day are discussed. Also, Polaris's Game Jam debacle and Square Enix's paradigm shift in the soapbox segment, Japan's World Cup 2014 mascot is our hilarity of the week, and much more. We are joined by Solid Snake 120 from Twitch and the Debaga from Read the Manual. What will they get on their soapbox about? Hey, gaming world, I implore you to. Show me the news! And now, coming through your speakers and into your ears, it's the gaming podcast that you all know and love. It's. Show me the news! Your favorite Super Smash Brothers Brawl podcast from 2007 continues to cover the latest in the video game industry at showmeyournews.com. Now, let's join the show. Welcome! Welcome to Show Me Your News, the pinnacle for delivering and debating the gaming news that matters the most to you. Rumor-filled gossip, hardware blunders, or upcoming releases, if it relates to video games, we want to talk about it. I am Yoko, and I am not falling for any April Fools. I'm Tony, and I smell like chlorine in my new apartment. It's a good place to be in your new apartment. How goes that? Oh, it's freaking awesome. I love it. So we just paid rent yesterday, so that was kind of a bummer. Well, you know, it, that's part of that is part, part of, of grown-up life, but you know, I'm sure you're going to find you know, new party things. party time to... until then, and I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's feeling fine because it is party time. I'm sure you're going to find you know, many more things to enjoy about apartment life. That is for sure. Uh, Super's not with us today. Super is sans computer until that gets moved down from his old living space to his new one so uh last episode he was able to stop by my place and we had some beverages so thank you tony for putting up with that christ i haven't listened back to that one (laughs) you're a good sport and we appreciate it and i was listening the next day and it's just like did we end that podcast normally? I don't know if we ended that podcast normally, but kind of had to initiate it. But yeah. you, you kept us in line, so thank you for that. So anyway, as you pointed out, it's fucking crazy that I'm doing that. <laughs> Maybe just a bit. Anyway, we are part of the SMYN network at ShowMeYourNews.com, and our top stories today for episode 156 on Tuesday, April 1st, 2014. It's actually going to be a legitimate episode. I mean, this is the day that. We are able to find time to actually do this podcast, and you know, the day aside, it gives us the topic to talk about April Fools. But we'll also talk about Super Mario 3D Land, the stage in a very weak couple weeks of Super Smash Brothers updates. Also, Game Developers Conference for 2014 was all about virtual reality, not only with the Oculus Rift, which ended up getting purchased by Facebook of all companies, but also PlayStation revealing their oft-rumored virtual reality headset and has a new name and it has a new scope to it all. We have lots of stories in our story pool. We have games that are out recently. We'll get on our soapbox and we'll share some YouTube videos with you. But we have a couple guests. Uh, first up, uh, you know, he used to, appears on our live streams. He does live in close proximity to the dojo. Solid Snake 120. Welcome, Scott. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. It's uh, good to be on. I think you've been on a couple specials in the past, whether it's you know E3 or fan podcasts. But correct me if I'm wrong. This may be your first 
This is, I want to say, my second. second. I think I was on once two years or so ago with Rachel, but okay. other than that, I've been uh, in the special in the specials and referenced and talked to in the referenced a lot. Referenced a lot. Yeah, that's true. As a correspondence, I'll, I'll say go. I'm a correspondence in the field. That's a good way of putting in the, it. In the comments. Yeah, we have so many episodes that it just all becomes a blur at this point. <laughs> also joining oh, us yeah. from Read the Manual, it's the Debaga. Well, hello there. After I just sort of, you know, last minute snuck my way in, chloroform. Super's actually not here because I chloroformed him. He's in the closets. Oh, no. Closets plural? Did you cut him <laughs> up? Uh-oh. He'll be fine. He's super. He is super. Thanks for asking. <laughs> anyway, we start off the show with a little... That's a big gay owl reference. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> yes, I'm impressed with you, Pete. Yes, it is. Do you is. want to segue impressed. into me finishing South Park? Sure. Tony, what have you been playing? Well, South Park. And uh, I don't know if I mentioned this on the last episode because you were plastered and you probably wouldn't <laughs> remember anyway, but... Uh, Thank you for bringing that up, yes. Mm. There's a... That fucking spoiler I got mad about that was in the commercial for the yeah. game was in the last goddamn 20 minutes. <laughs> I remember you talking about that. That was while we were Man, still sober. I'm just realizing I can curse more because my parents aren't in the other room, and that's fucking awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> it's a great feeling. Yes. Oh, my God. Now, when I, when I first moved into my last apartment, my roommate bought an entire pizza and he's like he said i'm gonna take this into my room i'm gonna eat this myself because there's <laughs> nobody that can tell me that i can't I I had, is this a pizza, pizza moment pad. is that what you're saying yeah. no i've had pizza moments too i've had it's so wonderful. Had way too much pizza since i've moved out <laughs> <laughs> chinese you did, you did. was my big thing up at my apartment in college i would take a mental health day from classes, order Chinese, and just sit in my room and play games or watch TV. Ugh, oh, yeah. Those were the days. I'm, uh... But the South Park's mostly all I've played. I went through an unmissable guide, and I missed something. So I'm kind of pissed off at that, because uh, it didn't tell me I needed to fart on underpants and homes on the way through the game. So I gotta play it again. I thought you were uh, gonna say, like, you missed a chin Pokemon or something. Oh, go on. No, uh, I've, I just got a, I've just missed a trophy, like, achievement. Like, it wasn't a collectible. I, I got every collectible you can get, but okay. I missed, I got, I missed a trophy, so I got to fucking get t two days into the game again. Uh, that's about it. A bunch of random crap, because Nate moved in, and, oh, I'll get more to, like, just CRT and old gaming uh, in my soapbox, but... I have fallen in fucking love with NBA Jam again. NBA Jam. Oh, man. He's heating up. I'll just tell this story briefly. Uh, me and Nate have played it a few times, and we just fucking blast. I remember the first time he's like, you want to play NBA Jam? I'm like, yeah, I guess. And then immediately I'm like, yeah. It just comes back. And, this uh, is on the SNES? Yes, and uh, Quinn came over. He beat Nathan, and then I started playing him. And we went into overtime, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, it was so intense. And, uh... He was up by two with, like, eight uh, eight seconds left. And I get down court, and I'm like, fuck it, I'm going for three. And I'm about to shoot it, and he just knocks the ball out of my hands and time runs out. Oh. And I'm like, that's the worst feeling in the world, I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's up there. But I'll just, 
I'll just leave those two because I haven't really played anything else intently, really. All right. Doba, what about you? I actually haven't been playing anything. I've been sick for the past two weeks. Oh. Extremely so. And uh, so mainly I've been playing Roller Coaster Tycoon, the first one. Um, and trying to beat the Trinity Islands map, which I'm pretty sure Joe Bush might be the only one to understand my pain here. But that map sucks. And now, I don't think I'm going to beat it. Now, you haven't played, was it 4? The new four one? Hasn't come, 4 hasn't come out yet. Uh, they announced it, though. It's It's been announced as a mobile game. And everybody got really mad, and so Atari turned right around and said, well, we're making a PC experience as well. And everybody's come to the conclusion that since they didn't say PC version and instead said PC experience, it's going to be a Facebook game. Yeah. And everybody's still going to be really mad. Who's the publisher behind that one, do you know? Atari. Oh, okay. It's, it's an Atari franchise, and they... They're the ones working on it. If it were EA, they would definitely go the the Facebook social add-on as well. So hmm. Yeah. Roller Coaster Tycoon exclusive on Oculus Rift, now owned by Facebook. <laughs> That's possible. <laughs> I mean you get the, the virtual reality on the roller coasters. That actually sounds kinda cool. That would actually be great and would solve my biggest problem with the third game in the series where the big draw was you can ride your roller coasters, except riding them sucks. Have <laughs> you guys seen the uh, April Fools where it's like play your life in third person mode? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I want that. <laughs> Anything to get out of this first person. <laughs> oh my gosh. Alright, Scott, what are you playing? Uh really it's three main things right now. I've been replaying Final Fantasy X HD. Um got it on the PS3 and Vita. Such a good job with the uh, HD port of it. Really one of their best. I downloaded uh, the soundtrack. I need to sift through that. The remastered soundtrack is... They have a lot of good songs in it. I do wish you could switch between the remastered and the original, but I'm still really enjoying the remastered soundtracks. Yeah. They, did really good job with, they did a really good job with Kingdom Hearts. So, yeah. Oh, not surprising. Kingdom Hearts was perfect, which is why this one kind of bummed me out because I did look up some songs. I'm like, I don't like that as much. Mm-hmm. Like every one of the Kingdom Hearts ones, which they just played with instruments, so it worked. Right. But I think I heard Seymour's theme, and I'm like, just fucking throw Black Mages in there. That's the best theme ever. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is. <laughs> I don't even know if the Black Mages are still really around anymore. But... Uh, not too much, really. But I mean, they had a version of that song. It's just like, just throw that in there. It is a yeah. great song. It is. Uh, I'm also been playing Diablo 3, Reaper of Souls. Been playing that a lot, and that's a lot of fun. I really like the new adventure mode and the things they added with the expansion. Um, I would definitely recommend it if you like loot games and um, used to play the original Diablo 3 and kind of got bored with it. Try Reaper of Souls. It's definitely worth it and adds a lot of new fun stuff, especially adventure mode. And then lastly... Cough, Buzz, I think... Cough loves those loot games. <laughs> And I think you will appreciate this, Yoko. Um, I'm four chapters in on the original Professor Layton, Curious Village. Yeah! Uh, Slowly going through that. It's a lot of fun. Hell yeah, Doba. puzzles. So that's a lot of fun. Love the art style in it. And uh, I'm anxious to see who the murderer is and 
get to the bottom of it and then yes. start working my way through that series. So great Man, between series. this and between this and Sly Cooper, you two are on on like the road to be Ben and I's best friends. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Sly Cooper 4 was my big boss prediction the year, the, the E3 that it was announced. So yes, it was. I, I've been a Sly Cooper fan since day one. Well, since I rented the first game and fell in love with it. I rented the second game and fell in love with it, so you beat me by one game. Doba, do you want to plug a podcast that involves Professor Layton? Why, yes, there's actually, I actually have it edited and need to put it up on Dropbox tonight, mm. but there is a, this would have been up earlier if I hadn't have been dying. Uh, Yoko, Ben, so and casually. I. <laughs> oh, was that yep, all? Yep, yep, dying. <laughs> NBD. Yoko, Ben, and I uh, recorded a spoiler cast for Professor Layton and the Azran Legacy, which is the, the newest one that just came out, um, that also covers the past six Game, past five games and the movie and everything, so look forward to that because it's actually really good. I think. I think yeah, big old, great. big old latent spoiler cast. So, good and of course, you're not actually allowed to listen to it if you haven't played oh, the games. Gosh, yeah. Why would you do that? Huh. There's so many spoilers. The story's, <sighs> the story's the best. I've had like three people tell me. That they would listen to the spoiler cast even though they haven't played the game. And I, why? I, just, no. I don't get it. No, God, why? No, no, no. I don't understand the logic. I can't. Uh, Scott, have you also been playing Dark Souls 2? Uh, I have been playing a little Dark Souls 2. Uh, I streamed a bit this past weekend, and it's such a fun game. It's a bit more user friendly to get into right away, but. It's just as challenging and kind of aggravating, but just as rewarding as any of the Souls games. So, plus I get to wield two swords, really cool. Like, so that's a bonus in its favor. That is always a perk. Absolutely. Well, I've been playing Tales of Symphonia a little bit. It's been a, actually Whee! a couple of weeks with uh, with travel and everything. We're about ten hours in. Super helped play after our. Drink Adventures. So I don't. I, we didn't stream that one, unfortunately, because of streaming difficulties here and there. Uh, we're about ten hours in. We're at the Tower of Mana, so I'm sure about you know halfway. I'm, I'm guessing there's gonna be like a halfway break, and then there's gonna be more things to do because long game is long. But you are maybe a quarter it, of the way. Fuck, quarter to a third, I would say. <laughs> Damn it. I, it's fun, don't get me wrong, but like I'm seeing like the old faults in the game, and I'm like, well, they're the newer ones, and I'm sure they remedy this, but you can tell the game's age just in design in general, and it's it is fun, but I kind of wish it were shorter. But uh, I don't that's... think Symphonia aged as well as uh, Abyss did. I think yeah. Abyss is a really good starting point. Mm. I mean, Symphonia is still a good starting point, but I think Abyss is probably the best kind of place to start so uh i would definitely recommend that one after or if you get really really sick of symphonia maybe try abyss yeah and you might like it no i do have some travel coming up so abyss might be coming with me on my 3ds uh metal gear solid 5 ground zeros oh yeah uh, about took me about two hours i have not gotten back to the side missions i know there's a lot of replay value there uh, if you like doing the whole score and time attack thing, that's that's your game. 
I mostly just wanted to experience you know, the next Metal Gear and what they're doing with the open world and the gameplay. Gameplay is a lot better. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really enjoyable for someone like me who definitely struggles at the stealth. Uh, while I hope they do have... I, I play Metal Gear games on easier difficulties and I tend to get more run and gun, which this allows you to do. Granted, they'll reward you for being more stealthy if you want to get those S ranks on the, you know, the main mission and all that, but... It's a really good taste of what's to come in Phantom Pain. Uh, we could talk more in depth about the ending because there is some controversy there with you know pushing the boundaries of the game medium and what's what is considered appropriate topics for stories to cover because uh, between what's implied in like the last big twist in the end and then also combined with an audio tape that you kind of have to search out, uh, it, it gets heavy and definitely mature themes. So, uh, you know, we could, I don't know, we eventually do like a, a spoiler cast or something like that on that, uh, but it's it was a fun game. You know, granted short, but, you know, you get the, the lower price point, but for the wait until Metal Gear Solid Five because that one's a long way away, I think it was worth it. So Kiefer's in it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't have. About that. He no, sounds Tony, like Kiefer Sutherland. Have... Tony, we still have Phantom Pain. Don't worry, we're okay. I, I, I totally, I, I totally at this point. I totally think David Hayter's going to make an appearance as Solid Snake at the end of Phantom Pain. I think that that has to happen to just kind of tie it all together. Um, but you know, there aren't but many. Key... They, but why would they not recast in Japan if that were the reason? I know. I know. I think I think Kojima's like, no, nah, I'm just gonna do this and fuck you guys. Not really fuck you guys. Like it's an artistic vision, and I understand right. that. But uh, there aren't many say over there. Like I don't think he thinks of it like that, though. Yeah, there aren't many Kiefer moments in the main missions. So you don't get to hear yeah, his acting that much. It's it's debatable. He sounds like Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, it's it's just like a Jack Bauer performance. Yeah. And so, I think that's what bugged me the most about it. He didn't try to alter or try and make his voice any gruffer or anything to change it and make it more snake-like, I guess. It ju- it just sounded like Kiefer Sutherland. There wasn't much exposure to his voice either unless you really dug into the tapes. And I think when we get Phantom Pain, it'll be a wider breadth of acting performances, so maybe we'll be able to make a better judgment there. But I've heard very mixed opinions, you know, for from others that are very passionate about it as well. I, I see it as like I I miss David Hayter, but mm-hmm. I'll, I'll put up with it. I haven't watched Twenty Four, so I don't know that exact. Yeah. You know, I character. I like him, but the dude's only got like one. Right. Like he's uh, got range. one setting, which which is good for like Jack Bauer and stuff. But yeah. it's yeah. also good for our keeper predictions for that extra bit of big boss <laughs> during E three yeah. time. So. Uh, he redid David Hader lines. That's what bugged me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they kept you waiting, huh? Oh man. No, like in the PS4 flashback mission, oh, right, right. They have Kiefer Sutherland screaming like "Liquid." It's like, no, you don't. No, no, Kiefer. Those what? are David Hader lines. He redid what? Well, because it's, uh, like it's the Metal Gear Solid Deja Vu mission. Yeah. On, that sucks. PS4. Yeah. And it. You hear Kiefer reciting and saying lines from David Hayter's Metal Gear Solid 1 script. Yeah. That, that really sucks. That Look, uh, Metal hurts. Gear... 
that made me cry a little on the inside. I'm not going to lie. I, I can't. I'm sure I've said it on the show, but for like the two biggest pieces of media in my life, and I think are masterful, are Ava, and then like Metal Gear is like a notch below it. And I don't. The fact that Kiefer is replacing David, like I'm still gonna play it, and I'm still like excited, but I'm not as hyped. It's like I'll get to that kind of deal. Right. Like I'm not worried about it. It wouldn't surprise me if they bundle in Ground Zeroes with Five. Yeah, they do. And I'll they want it on PS4, so I might just wait. Yeah. No, wouldn't surprise me. Also, I experienced 999, the novel HD. It's the iOS port of uh, Nine Hours, Nine Persons, Nine Doors, the first Zero Escape game. I think it's a very loyal uh, carryover for the story. You know, they cover pretty much everything. They improve how the flowchart works because that's a game with, you know, multiple storylines and all that. If I'm not mistaken, in the original DS game, you had to go back to the beginning and play through it, you know, skipping text along the way. But in this game, as long as you've cleared a certain checkpoint, you can just jump to that at any point. And that's a huge help to flesh out all of the different endings. Plus, you know, even once you hit a certain point, they'll tell you what path to take to get an ending that's closer to the true ending. So I think they do a really good job with the story. Granted, you do take out the gameplay. And that's, you know, kind of a point-and-click escape the room scenario which you know for some people like that's a lot of fun i enjoyed that you know playing in the original game uh but in the first game with 999 those puzzles get pretty complex you know things with numerology and it is very complicated i think zero escape virtues last reward the sequel does everything so much better in terms of story complexity in terms of gameplay just everything really refined so if you want to play Virtue's Last Reward, but you, I think I highly, highly recommend you know, getting that 999 experience. And you do have an iOS device. For five bucks, the novel is a great experience. You know, eight to ten hours or so, depending on how fast you read to experience the whole thing. And it's in HD. It looks really nice. Uh, granted, a couple spelling errors aside, but I highly recommend it because that is, that is my series. Doba, you have Sly and Layton. It's like your your series that you want to, I don't want to say impose, but you... you know, <laughs> no, impose is the word. <laughs> but you want to ensure that people experience it because of how much it means to you. Like, Zero Escape is, is mine. Like, so give that one a shot, please. And plus, uh, apparently the DS game on Amazon is uh, quite cheap. Under 20 bucks, I think. So definitely give that a shot. Uh, and then Infamous Second Son on PS4. You know, the first big PS4 game, first party after launch. Looks gorgeous. Plays great. It's a wonderful first Infamous game. Uh, I 100%ed the g- good story. Again, because I want to keep playing different games. Like, I'll, I might get back to the, you know, do the evil path eventually. Uh, but, you know, putting 14 hours into 100% the good line is... Quite enjoyable. Um, the story suffers, though. They don't really bring in too much of the story from the first two games, except for a passing mention. Like the first two games could have easily not happened, and you could still have Second Son as a, a standalone game. And I get that to try to involve new players. You know, that could be their first infamous game. But I think a little more fan service could have gone a long way. Little more, you know, threading of the story into Second Sons, and they do have a Cole's Legacy DLC, but it's not 
that good. It's very brief, and it doesn't do a whole lot for the story, except for uh, a nice cameo. But uh, what can you do? Very, very good PS4 game. That That's kind of why I'm not, like, super excited for that either. Is I've heard, like, okay things about the story, and I'm like, eh. The you game plays great, on that though. ride. Why'd you take away the character? I yeah. mean, I'll get to know another character, but I'm not as excited for it. The story beats are very simple. Um, and, you know, a lot of the karmic points, you know, the karmic decisions don't really make too much of a difference. So, so yeah. Um, but it's a very good game, and it plays great, which is, is key in a, a game like that. It runs beautifully, and just, wow. Damn graphics! Yeah, right. But let's get to the headlines. We start with Super Smash Brothers. Oh, wait. No, we first have to start with what's being shown up on our stream here. Uh, our news of show me your news to lead the MLG Amnaheim con- oh, commentary man. team. <laughs> I can't even say it. You know, straight face without laughing. So I hope you enjoyed that April Fool's bit. Um you mean Ben and I aren't actually being called in to provide sideline report? Damn it. Well, then we got to cancel the plane tickets. It did say it was a rumor, so. <laughs> no, I mean, we hope you enjoyed that one. Maybe I mean, if we just went with it, they would be like, oh, I guess we did book these guys. <laughs> <laughs> See how far you can get in. Yeah, right? No, but we, we have this thing That's that we wrote saying. ourselves. Don't you see? There's no bias. Yeah. Um, we just printed out the entire forum topic, <laughs> replies and all. I think we always have you know bigger plans of what we want to do for uh, for April Fool's Day and all that, but involves a lot more work. And this was an easier thing to do, but we thought it was it had the right bite of cruelness to it and still a good amount of humor. So hopefully you all enjoyed that one. But yes, let's get to Smash Brothers. Um, kind of a weak couple of weeks. Uh, not not that strong. So where do we leave off? We lo- left off at was the room with the Tomodachi collection. We had the Smash Ball, and then we started with the Super Mario 3D Land stage, which is the big sell for for this week. Uh, Tony, what did you make of this one? I haven't seen it. You haven't <laughs> seen it. Good, good. I've like removed them from my homepage because it's never really anything of huge interest lately. It's Mushroomy Kingdom with Mario 3D Land graphics, oh, basically. that's a bummer. And it, it moves. It's a lot of moving stages this time around. Especially on the 3DS version. It's crabby. It is crabby. There's a fucking train somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's coming from me. Trains out here like to fucking hold their horns down forever. I don't get it. They like to do it at 4 o'clock in the morning, too. <laughs> oh, the motion sensor bomb's tiny. It is yeah. very tiny. You know, we had seen Super Mario 3D Land on 3DS this before. This is fat little Mac. <laughs> Tony's, now, Tony's now just saying whatever comes to his mind. No, we had seen this one before with the, the spiked pillars that rise up from the bottom of the stage. We had seen that before in video footage, but now we see it's more of a moving stage. Uh, Scott, any thoughts on it? Um... I mean, it looks pretty. I was never a huge, huge fan of, like, the Rainbow Cruise and those more yeah. moving levels. Uh, I mean, it looks fairly similar. I think they did a good job capturing the art style of the level, but um, 
the moving play the moving levels are never really my favorites anyway so pretty to look at but probably won't be playing on it mm-hmm. yeah that's unfortunate because they seem to be going with a lot of these this time around and you gotta think from a competitive mindset that's usually not the best nintendo uh, cares about the competitive scene bah <laughs> bah at least they're keeping the mo- a lot of these moving stages to the 3DS version, which obviously won't be the competi- the version that would be used for competitive, I that's, would assume. That's a good point, yeah. I do wish that there was just a simple turn hazards off, but mm, like that would yeah. be super easy. If only. Sakurai doesn't think that way. I, I mean, it's the rest of the updates aren't that strong. I mean, you have Rosalina, who's in her rest position on the ground, and she... She, how calm and nonchalant she looks, even when she Why does damage. he keep do that for all of the female characters? He, he likes the power he has with the camera and the positions that he can move the camera. Oh, yeah. Just like the trophy for Phosphora, who I think is Kid Icarus Uprising. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the forces of nature. Yes, he even gets close up with them too. Oh, the oh, the detail on her scarf is amazing. Yes, scarf. <laughs> Indeed. We've got a, a cuckoo. Uh, is this an assist trophy or an item? I don't even know. Like, is this is this Mr. Saturn now? Is this a Mr. Maybe. Saturn that kills you if you attack it? That's a good point. I mean, I would imagine that you know you keep Mr. Saturn. It's been a item in the last couple games, but I would I could see it as an item that operates in the same kind of way. Like, just sort of shows up on the stage and walks around, and if you attack it, you get mobbed. Yeah, it attacks you. So, yeah, maybe. I'm thinking it would have to be cool. assist, assist trophy or an item, because that's the Animal Crossing world, so I can't imagine a cuckoo would just yeah. show up in Animal Crossing. Like, yeah. if he'd shown it on Gerudo Valley... like Yeah, then it would be, okay, maybe it's just a stage pattern like the uh, Super Chimera or Ultimate Chimera, uh, what, what yeah, was yeah. it? Yeah, I think From Ultimate Little Chimera. Town. Yeah. I love how we compare the Ultimate Chimera and Cuckoos in the same <laughs> <laughs> phrase. Both cause death. They're both so terrifying. So, oh, uh, this is an honor out recently, and it's like one of the only mentions about it, but uh, the Sonic Lost World DLC, where you go to Hyrule. Oh, yeah. There are cuckoos, and they do fuck you up if you're homing attack three of them. <laughs> nice. I heard that one actually played really well, because it's more open world, and that's kind of what Lost World should have been. It, it did, but fucking hell, like, I forgot how to play that game, but <laughs> I put it back in, I'm like, I don't know how to move. But he, Sonic's wearing a tunic, so that was a thing. There you go. That's and all. Nate your... got really, Nate got really mad because he's a big Yoshi fan, and uh, the new Yoshi game just came out, and that's eh. Yeah. And the Yoshi, I, I showed him the Yoshi Sonic DLC, and it's just Sonic running along, side-scrolling Yoshi's Island, and then this Zelda one's got all this crazy fucking detail and open world. And he's like, <laughs> God <laughs> damn it! <laughs> oh man. Another interesting update was the difference between the outlines on the 3DS. And you can see that you know the outline does help make them stand out a bit more. Oh, totally. Link kind of blends into the stage without the outline. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's going to be very helpful. Uh, you know, adjusted to your you know, choice. Uh, and then Sakurai keeps love dropping these Kid Icarus Uprising 
things. It's a, a giant attack item, the Ore Club. He's like, I, I made this game, so I'm going to keep adding things from this game into this oh, other God, game I'm the, making. It's the Kirby of this of this game when he put three Kirby characters in Brawl. Yeah, I think he's still holding back on Palutena. Remember those rumors with the screenshot? Go, go back and listen to that episode where I ran about fucking subspace because Kirby characters do everything and it's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Most notable example I love to bring up is that uh, Meta Knight beat the ice climbers at ice climbing. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's all they got, man. He's like, they I, got I each have other. Wings. They have each other. That's true. That's beautiful. Unless Nana dies. Oh, my Nana's a whore. She is a whore. I have about your mother torn's done. That's good. Nice. You mean well, your incredibly yep. legal download that you purchased? Early DVD, yeah, dude. Yeah. Mm, cough, cough. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes, mm, indeed. Review copy. I mean, it's April Fool's. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> we got another assist trophy. It's Andros again. He does the same stuff. We saw more of Lumio City. Um... This time, it's more than just the tower. You're going to be... Guess what? You're going to be flying around on moving platforms. I'm That's really sad be... that Super was wrong about it going to other places in Kalos. I know. I'm really sad about that. Something least... like a Kalos cruise would have been really cool. Yeah. I hope it's always that Andros. Yeah. That Andros the... has no personality. Need the monkey. <laughs> More textures. We do need the monkey. Yeah, more textures. Luigi has a new Final Smash. Ooh. <laughs> you like the Zawarudo? That was so fucking weird, man. I was never a huge fan of it because it didn't seem like it had a lot to do with Luigi. Oh, yeah, but, we are uh, speaking to a Luigi fan ass- here. Go read the assist trophy, man. It's stark and awesome. <laughs> Luigi pulls him into another dimension with his dancing. But it's, like I mean, it's like voodoo magic because he's been living in Mario's shadow his whole life or something. It's like, where the <laughs> fuck did that come from? But, I mean, I with, mean the, with the success of you know Luigi's Mansion, Dark Moon, he gets the poltergust and wondering if he's it's going to suck something in. Yeah, it probably will. Well, it I mean, will- it's a it is a vacuum, Sakurai. Or will it just suck? Well, I mean, it can just shoot fire and ice and shit in the first game, so... Damn. That's true. That's a cool vacuum. I think I saw some sminges saying, like, does this mean we get a a Polterpup cameo? Oh my god, I love Polterpup! Is that what they call it? Polterpup is not in this goddamn game. I'm gonna be really mad. I didn't know it it had a name. I I don't know if it's a fan name or an official name, but I I heard the name Polterpup. Luigi's got a ghost dog. Dark Moon. Ghost dog! That's that's the fucking best part of that game is Luigi has a ghost dog now. We got this stage today uh, for April Fool's Day, which they don't really celebrate in Japan, but it's it's a Wii U stage. What do you guys make of it? I've seen a lot of people say it's stage builder because it looks very generic, and that spring is the same spring that was used... In a stage builder and brawl. Some people are thinking that. I'm also wondering if the spring is just going to be an item and it's just been thrown there. So I wonder about that. 
I'm thinking Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem? That's possible. Mm. I've also heard Palutena's Castle. Which, again, more Kid Icarus, I know. But then if that's the case, it would break the whole console games, console stages, versus, you know, handheld games, handheld stages. So I don't know about that. Because I'm, I'm looking at the, the busts in the back, and that could yeah, be then, Kid Icarus-ish. In that case, Fire Emblem would also sort of break that rule. Yeah. Fire Emblem's been on consoles as well, though. I mean, it was well, on the Wii. That's true. If it was, I mean, if it was and based GameCube. on Awakening, though, but not again. That doesn't need to be kept to Awakening. And this really doesn't help when Sakurai says it may look like a side-scrolling action game, but it's actually one of the stages. Like, it's good a help referen- there. A game reference to like uh, Legend of Zelda Two, oh, or the Legend of Zelda Le- Legend of Link, the second game for NES, because that was a side-scroller. Yeah. And that had things like that. So that actually might be it. Um, because of Link being in the picture as well, it could be a Legend of Link level. That's possible, yeah. That spike ball looks like it's from Sonic 06. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I hope that's man. not what it is, though. That, that would be... Sakurai would have a twisted sense of humor, but we know that already. Anyway, it's been a week, couple of weeks. I mean, we haven't gotten... Sonic 06 for Masterpiece. <laughs> Play I think we'll the, get a new character tomorrow or the next day. Yeah, Guys, I, they haven't announced Yoshi yet. I'm pretty sure Yoshi's not in the game. Why I remember the last time we had, or the last time you mentioned not getting a character recently on Show Me Your News, the very next day Peach was announced. That's right. So we have to keep saying, we haven't got so, a new character, Sakurai. I know you're listening. There you go. Also, I think I saw Ridley in the clouds. What? <laughs> Man, I missed the fucking clouds. That was so stupid and fun. <laughs> the clouds were my favorite thing. I miss all the fucking like crazy speculation. He just gives us like, here's a picture of a girl, and it's like cool. Now we just get dumb quote unquote leaks on Smash Boards, and it's just like, hmm, that's not real. We used to get both. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty true. Uh, GDC happened at the Game Developers Conference in San Francisco. Uh, that was about last week or so. Sony had their conference where they revealed Project Morpheus. Will you take the red pill or the blue pill? I know Kung Fu. <laughs> and, and it was just that online for like the whole day. <laughs> where it plugs you into the Matrix and you can download things to learn. But it's actually Sony's uh, PlayStation virtual reality headset in competition with Oculus Rift. Uh, this had been rumored for quite some time. They've had patents and whatnot they had been wanting to reveal it at events like gamescom but they decided to wait until gdc so this really came as no surprise uh the form factor looks a little different while it's still in prototype mode uh what were you guys first impressions on it uh, <laughs> I, don't, I can't say anything about these headsets no i like use them i feel like yeah that's that's kind of where i am like i can't judge oculus rift or morpheus until I've used them. I can't I don't want to judge them until I see the final actual retail units cuz both Oculus and Morpheus are still prototype basically yeah, prototype units. Uh, so I'm going to wait until I see the final the final designs and the cost before I make my decision yes, on yes. the appearance. costs. The costs what people 
were commenting about this reveal. People and on Twitter and in internet comments and what have you were wondering about Sony, what would it cost? What was the cost that we're talking about? And that, that keyboard is actually very loud. Uh, yeah, there was wondering about the cost, and it's like, Sony, you just revealed a prototype product. They just say this is a long ways away from being complete. We're still trying to get developers on board. This is what we have currently. And these little shits are asking about the cost. Yeah. Of course they are. I mean, there... what? Well, you want a ballpark? You want to know the cost of how much Sony put into R&D for that? Is that what you want to know? Because there's no way to estimate you know, the supply and demand right now for something like this. You want the supply and demand? Oh, right now it'll cost you, let's say, $1,000? That's not what the final retail price is going to be because that's not what the market dictates. Because that's all supply and demand and there's very few supply. So... It really bothered me that people are just like, I want to be spoiled. I don't know how anything works. And I'm just be like, cost? Cost? <laughs> we, guys, we, not, we might not be even using money by the time this comes out. <laughs> be trading firstborns or something. You know, you can't fucking predict the future, okay? Trading firstborns? Yeah. Hey, yeah, the way so. the world's going, you know? Well, I'm screwed. Um, that, that that jumped in seriousness really quickly from money to <laughs> children. Child's. How we I know, we'll give our firstborns to Sony to make our own Morpheus headsets. Does this technology excite you guys, though? Not yes. particularly. I'm more excited that I feel like growing up, virtual reality was huge, and we always kind of imagined it, and uh, kind of the idea and dream in our heads and the idea that we get to see the beginning of what could be like truly the next big thing in gaming. Mm-hmm. I think this will be much bigger than 3D yeah. and it will just be really cool because when our kids are our age and they're on give me your newscast or <laughs> smash up your news brawl fan site or whatever it'll be interesting to see how far it's come at that point and at least our generation we didn't really see the real beginning of video games we we weren't around for pong and things like that but with virtual reality we'll be able to say we were around for the very beginning of virtual reality gaming and where it really came in and started and to be able to look back years from now at Morpheus and all the cool things that this technology will bring about, I think that's really cool. Maybe Morpheus won't be huge or won't be great, but who knows what will happen with Morpheus 2 or Oculus Rift 2. I'm really excited about the potential of advancement and what to see really comes from this. And Both in terms knows? of games and just media in general. Who knows? Maybe by that point we'll actually be the Smash Brothers characters. That would be awesome and painful as hell. I don't really... Haptic feedback. You actually feel Link's downward stab on your head. Uh. (laughs) 
the see i don't want it to replace buttons and just sitting and relaxing though and i don't want to be the old fogey because I've, i hate old people that's like we're just gonna use rotary phones and the internet's evil and it's like you don't even fucking know about this all amazing world of technology out there i don't but, have an email address back in my day he played games with buttons buttons exactly but I don't know. Like, I enjoy this experience. I think the virtual headset's good for some situations, uh, but I don't think it would, like, replace, like, just playing Zelda or Mario or whatever with the controller. Uh, the thing that Nate pointed out, and I was like, yeah, that would be, like, optimized for that was a survival horror and shit. Yeah. Like, that would be awesome because you can't, like, run away like you're there, you know? Like, that kind of situation works really well. There's apparently a demo there that's like exploring an underwater world. Yeah. And like that kind of immersive stuff would would be great. Totally, but not for like, I don't know, adventure games and stuff. So maybe you're thinking that virtual reality would be really good for maybe branching away from what we know as traditional games, which is maybe what another company thought when they put down $2 billion in cash and bought Oculus Rift. And that Jesus would be Christ. Facebook. You got so many people mad. Bomb is pretty. Bomb. Yeah, I mean, Facebook also bought WhatsApp for $4 billion. So, I mean, I'm sure this is all nothing to them, all this just throwing the money around. But I think they're more seeing it like a way to share experiences, like a Google Glass sort of competitor if you will, but more immersive than that. Um, but not, obviously, not you know, Google Glass in the way that you can record your experiences, but you know, to be a viewer and experience it that way. How did this you know, rub you, this news? Because it shocked me. I, I saw the headline, and I'm just like, what the... What? As long as they don't as long as they let the team do what they're doing right now and just leave them alone, cool, Oculus Rift just got a pretty, you know, rich funder. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're going to they're gonna get a lot of money out of this. Uh, what made me mad was the, the reactions of all the Kickstarter backers who yeah. started demanding their donations back because they didn't... They didn't pay for Facebook to buy them, and uh, the only the only thing that I sort of agreed with that I saw was Notch actually responded very quickly. Oh which yeah, I guess a couple weeks ago he'd he'd been up there with uh, John Carmack, and they tested the Oculus Rift. And uh, they wanted Minecraft, and he said, all right, cool, we'll see what we can cook up. And then the second he learned that they'd been bought by Facebook, he canceled Minecraft for Oculus Rift. Yep. Uh, and then Cliffy B called him a whiny kid, but shut up, Cliffy B, no one cares. Um, <laughs> it's always Cliffy B. Whenever, some, whenever somebody's calling other game developers out for things, it's always Cliffy B. I don't get it. Well, then he goes and raps on an Ego Raptor video, so I don't know. <laughs> yes. But uh, oh yeah, that was him. Shit, I yes, about it was. That. Yeah, there were a lot of people in that video I recognized. But yeah, Notch said I 
I'm glad for them. I hope this does well for Oculus Rift. But I did. I do not want to work with Facebook. Facebook creeps me out. I don't like the way they do their business, and so I'm not going to work with them. Which is a and just response to that business-wise. I think. I think some people are being bitchy and overreacting. But if that's what he wants to do, I mean, he wasn't saying, "Oh, this is failed. It's fucked." And he's just like, "I don't want to deal deal with this." Which I'm like, well, yeah, that's like justified. I. A lot of people are just like, oh, I donated to this, and now you're getting all this money, and I'm not getting any of this money. Where, how is this fair? It's just bitching. This isn't what I signed up for when I gave my hard-earned money. I, I, are you getting... I mean, I get it. Like, are, did you pay enough to get, you know, a dev kit eventually, or whatever you want? Are you still going to get that? No, yeah. yeah if you're still like, gonna get that, then stop complaining. They don't. They don't understand that with Kickstarter, you you give your money, you get your prize for the amount of money you get, and then you're done. You don't get any say in anything after that. That's kind of the point. Although there is a story later where that may be different, but it's a different scenario entirely. Inafune made us feel special, okay? <laughs> Inafune <laughs> still get, makes us feel special. I still get those emails every couple weeks. And this is our new Mighty Number no. 9 stuff. What do you think? And he's like, oh, Inafune, you make me happy. But you really do care what I think, I feel like. <laughs> he's not going to go sell Mighty Number no. 9 to Facebook. No, we won't. for next week when Facebook buys Mighty Number no. 9. Oh, no. <laughs> This is a world, though, where Mark Zuckerberg is on top on the totem pole for employees with John Carmack, who is, has a very extended history in video game development. Oh, yeah. That's, that's just the way the world works. Ugh. Anyway, April Fool's Day is today, even though we're having a serious podcast Serious business with with some humor. Uh, Will, what are some of your favorite April Fool's festivities so far? I know before the show I talked about Kukobu Quest, but another one that I really liked I I like a YouTube channel called Cinema Sins, and I don't know if anybody else watches that or not. Um, and what they do is they they go through movies and they point out every little nitpicky thing in the movie. And it's, it's really funny, and it's not meant to say, like, oh, this movie's bad. It's just, hey, let's just... For that was weird, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, they did one for Captain America the Winter Soldier today. Or, not Winter Soldier. Captain America the first one today. And it was really funny, because there's apparently a lot of small things wrong with that. But they also released their, their April Fool's video. They do a, vi- a series called What's the Damage? Where they go through a movie where a lot of stuff gets broken... And they count out exactly how much the damage would have costed. Um, I've yet to see their Man of Steel one, but I would assume that one is huge. <laughs> yeah. But today they released one for Titanic. And it's just about a minute. It shows the Titanic sinking. says one Titanic. Shows how much the Titanic costed. And then ends. <laughs> and the rest, it's a ten minute video. And the rest of that video is just black screen. That's great. <laughs> I know the big one that we got yesterday, because worldwide time, it was still so weird to be like, 
oh, okay, March 31st, you have to think about April Fool's. But Google Maps with their Pokemon challenge. Now, I still have yet to partake in it, but the idea is that Google Maps has a Pokeball button on both iOS and Android platforms. And instead of just a April Fool's, haha, wouldn't this be cool if you can actually go around and, quote, visit certain you know points in the world and find Pokemon and try to catch them. And it's actually a really cool idea. See, Nintendo, yeah. this is what you get when you license out your dudes to other people. You get a lot of happy fans. Who want Pokemon Snap 2. Yes. Yeah, right. uh, <sighs> but uh, a lot of people were happy with that one. Uh, I know the Lore channel did one for Flappy Bird. That that was dark. I, I haven't seen that yet. I'm excited. <laughs> no, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't gone through my YouTube. Grumps did like three videos too, Grumps did Cat Grumps. Cat and Grumps is certainly a thing. It's it's just cat footage set to music <laughs> for 10 to 12 minutes. I'm going to watch all of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know you will. And then I'll go to the subreddit and look at all the gifts and I'll be happy. I was really hoping they'd do something fucked up with John or like use voice clips from John or just something to fuck with people. <laughs> I know John did silhouette stuff on his Twitter. Oh, man. Like, he did a, like, you know, oh, man, guess what? April Fool's. And he did, like, a Game Grumps screen with, like, a big, you know, silhouette of not-so-grump on there, just like a shadow. Oh, man, I gotta see that. <laughs> yeah, it's on his Twitter account for JonTron Show. Right, time to go look at that. Nice. Did you see, uh, Scott, did you see the, the Titanfall? I did. IGN. That was gonna be my favorite. Tell uh, us about it. Uh, I'm a huge Transformers fan for those of you in the um, listening to the webcast or in the chat or whatever. Uh, I have an Autobot tattoo on my arm, uh, the Autobot insignia. I have a bunch of Optimus Prime Transformer figures, huge Optimus Prime fan. And uh, Titanfall released a trailer for new Optimus Prime DLC where you call in Optimus Prime instead of a Titan. And you can get an Optimus... And it didn't sound like Peter Cullen. I don't think it was Peter Cullen, the voice of Optimus. But the IGN was ended up being behind that one. Uh, but oh, yeah, it made, it, made, it, made it to look like Titanfall did it. Yeah. Oh wow, they did a really really good job then. Mm-hmm. But it, not the best looking Optimus. Like I think his arms could have been bigger. He kind of looked like little kid teenager Optimus. Right. Uh, but I thought it was still really cool, really fun idea. So I I definitely approve of that, and that Homestar Runner was updated. Oh, gosh, yeah, Homestar that Runner. Was, that's that's my high, like freshman year of high school memories right there. So that may have been the best part. Of I think the that's field. my favorite yeah. thing at all this this year so far. Really, I agree. Also, I think that John Tron tweet was actually deleted. Oh, oh really? Sure. Oh, it does man. not appear to be there anymore. Hang on, let me go to the Grump subreddit. <laughs> It definitely existed, I can tell you that. Um, also, there is a Smash Brothers April Fool's on the... It, well, the, the website was smashbros.us instead of .com. <laughs> if, so if you, you know caught your eye out for that. But it was a uh, challenger approaching page for Nestor from the Nintendo Power comic. Uh, yeah, not, not the best modeling, but, you know... Any bit of smash that we can get sent our way for April Fool's Day, I'll take it. 
I wasn't buying it hook, line, and sinker because, yeah, you look at the URL, I'm like, well, man, that's wrong. But uh, this is amusing. It wasn't a bad April Fool's by any means. Also, the Persona 5 trailer was uh, quite interesting. Definitely fake as well because you see the the animated sequences that they did for that. I'm like, yeah, th- that would be much better in a Persona 5 game. Um, Garrus Body Pillow. <laughs> that was a good one. In the in the bio uh, Bioware store. Uh, fuck EA and the Frostbite engine. Oh, that was cruel. I have to that say was... that was. That was kind of stupid, and I actually kind of like what Kotaku said that Nintendo should have responded with. Yeah. So if you didn't catch what happened, uh, the Frostbite engine put out several tweets, which they ended up deleting because they probably realized it's a bad idea, about how oh, Frostbite now runs on the Wii U since it's the most powerful Gen 4 platform. Our renderer is now optimized for Mario and Zelda. And there's all these shots at Wii U like they were, you know... The short kid or the dumb kid in school. It's it's the whole idea in you know comedy and trying to be funny. You always punch up. You yeah. always try to go you know underdog you know to take down someone bigger. When you punch down, when you try to pick on those lower than you, you just look like a dick. It, it looks yeah. bad. Yeah, you look like a dick. And so that yeah, those needs up... all the positive press it can. By the way, too. Right. So. That is true. Did you end up finding the JonTron tweet? I didn't. I'm not sure where you guys saw it. I'm sure like it would be like top on the Game, game Grump subreddit if it was real. Really? I'm sure no. someone would have screen-capped it immediately and it would be up there. He definitely had it on his JonTron show Twitter. I think even there were like two tweets. Um... How late was it? I'd still feel like someone would have got a picture of it. It was only like... It was in the middle of today. I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I know oh, someone's like out there listening. Like JonTron accounts? No, I know someone's out there listening. I, I think I even favored it, so I, that might be gone, though. I know someone's out there listening, and they saw it, too. So, uh, YouTube also did a video with how they're creating... Or they were the ones behind... YouTube memes, and so they have a hashtag new trends. And it was kind of a stretch, but whatever. Um, overall, I think it was a week April Fools. Yeah. I yeah, mean, not the best. Past years have been better. And I, I think we just get our hopes up. And, you know, there are certain. Certain April Fool's jokes that'll just go down in time as favorites. I mean, I remember, uh, you know, the Zelda movie from IGN. Or that's cool. Sonic or the, and Tails in Melee is still probably my favorite yeah, yeah. April Fool's. On EGM, yeah. Yeah. Um, then also, this was only a couple years ago, but Assassin's Creed for Connect. Oh, that was like, awesome. That was still one of my favorites. Google had, like, two of my favorite ones were... Uh, the dual mouses. Oh yeah. Or you, you, it's like it's really hard to get down, but you can get it figured out in a little while. It's just like anything you can learn. It's a guy like playing roller coaster tycoon and like drawing and paint with two hands, like smell a vision. Yeah. It's smell a vision and all this stuff. And uh, Smashboards this year just did a their two thousand two, you know, early skin. So it's simple. 
Uh, my favorite year was, uh, and I'm not as big a man. I could talk leagues about how the Pony fandom just got super weird, and I don't want to be associated with it anymore. But I still like the show. Uh, but now I'm just like, yeah, this show's good. I'm not like, yeah, Brony, fuck. Like it's it's, it's kind of so funny weird. how I know several people like that now. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. like, ponies used to be really hard to, like, find the episodes, and it's like, shit, I gotta, like, download them, or they were starting to take them off YouTube, and it was, like, April 1st, and uh, Netflix is like, guess what got added Netflix, and it was My Little Pony, and I'm like, yeah, because I knew what day it was, I'm not an idiot, I, I see so many people get fooled with, like, I'm pregnant, like, every time, I'm like, how do you guys fucking every year, and, uh, and I'm like, yeah, that's no, I'm gonna check, though. Oh, it's really there. Uh, and then later that <laughs> night, Tsunami came on. I was watching Astro Boy and shit. And then Tsunami's still back. Like, that was awesome. Like, that was my favorite April Fool's Day. It was, like, Tsunami coming back. It was amazing. Cowboy Bebop. Oh, Tsunami. I'll bring this up, because this is, like, the last, last thought about April Fool's here. And it's kind of a more serious thing, not gaming-related. But while we're on the topic, and it is today, I feel kind of... Sorry, or just strange and uncomfortable about those who actually have news to reveal today. Serious, oh, I agree with this. Yes, important news, and either the news is serious enough that people believe it because they don't want to call April Fools into question, or they just say, you know, oh yeah, yeah April Fools, I don't believe you, and they're like, no, but it's true. So, in in the more dismal, you know, morbid case, I had someone on Facebook post something about their dad passing away. And, like, but, like, they put exclamation points, like, next to the news, and I'm just thinking, like, they're getting tons and tons and tons of comments about, I'm so sorry, my condolences. And, like, is it weird for me to think, like, but what if you're just doing this for attention on April Fool's Day? Like, I don't know. Like, it's really weird, I guess, for me to bring up. But uh, and at the same time, if someone said, you know, oh, I got a new job. Like, I got this position. And, like, that's like, kind of the other end of the spectrum. It's really good news. You'd be like, yeah, okay, April Fool's. I think when it's something like that, you can kind of... If it's like, you know, minor kind of good news, it's like, yeah, that's probably, <laughs> I mean, that probably just happened today. But if it's like a big, like, engagement or some bullshit, you know. Yeah. Or like, we we broke up. Just kidding. Ha ha ha. <laughs> so. It was a weird laugh, Nova. <laughs> I try. <laughs> Quick update, though, on one of our April Fool's Day jokes. I guess EA has uh, officially apologized for their April Fool's Day joke with Frostbite. Peter Moore has come out and said it was stupid. Our apologies to partners at Nintendo America and fan at Frostbite Engine's poor attempt at April Fool's not condoned by EA. Unacceptable slash stupid. Nintendo of America, not Japan. Fuck Japan. <laughs> <laughs> not Japan. I don't know. I just wanted to bring that up because that's like one of the weird things about April Fool's Day that like if you actually have news or if like you're being really morbid about it, but it's a joke. Like any end of the spectrum, like it does 
bring in complications when people try to be funny about that stuff or whether they're being serious. Is that if that makes sense? Yeah. yeah. I remember I remember when I was a kid, this was like my smartest like four year old moment. Uh, and it was kind of fucked up. Uh, I rolled a ball down the stairs, like a big ball, and then I started to pretend like I was crying. And my dad was like, holy shit, he fell down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> but you were sitting at the top of the stairs. I got your ass. Wait a minute. <laughs> Don't do that, by the way. That's that, That's really mean. <laughs> well, shifting tones to the hilarity of the week. Ha, 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 ha. Japan has announced their mascot for the 2014 World Cup, which is the football. That's hilarious. I thought it was awesome. It is funny. It's just, it's not like a fail. It's just, it's hilariously awesome. Yeah, dude. The, the football tournament that takes place in Rio de Janeiro uh, in 2014, later this, only a few months away. Damn. Only a few you know, months until have... everyone in America pretends to like football for a little while. Crazy, but it's soccer here. But Pikachu is the mascot for Japan, and he's bringing his pals along. No, we're, we're not kidding. And yet, none of them are Hitmonlee, the Pokemon whose entire thing is kicking. <laughs> That's you true. Think... I was trying to think of a kid, like a soccer Pokemon. Who would be a good goalie? Snorlax. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Whalelord. <laughs> Just Whale Lord wouldn't fit in the stadium. And he might need water too. Yeah. Whaler, throw the ball back. <laughs> just like Whalelord. <laughs> trying to flip yeah, at the least paddle. Snorlax, the ball would just bounce off of them back to back to his teammates. And he has <laughs> arms if he happens to be awake. Yeah, if if he happens to be awake. If poke a flute it. There you go. He probably wouldn't like like go anywhere at halftime. He'd probably just, just chill there the whole show. Roll to the other side. See, now yeah. I just thought about like, you know, I don't Will know if he played. Did he sides soccer? I no, I mean, like... he would just like roll to the other side of his I, body. No, I'm asking because that's like a basketball and football thing. Do they roll to the, the, do they roll? Do they go <laughs> do to, they the roll to the other side? <laughs> probably. I think so. I thought there was only like one 90 minute period and that's that. Or one ninety minute. It's it's forty five minute halves. Oh, it's forty five minute halves. Yeah, a long fucking time to run back and forth. It is. Well, they got to be in good shape. You know, Scott, I you grew would... up in the in the same city I did, so it wouldn't surprise me if you played youth soccer. Zone soccer. Yeah, nah, youth, no, youth yeah. soccer was a big thing where we grew up. So I just thought of like, you know, parents or kids bringing orange slices, because <laughs> like that was the thing to do. And like I'm just thinking, Snorlax, you know, nom 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 on the orange slices. I don't know why. I mean, maybe it's the awesome. grapefruit, the Pokemon grapefruit episode, snack attack, that orange islands. Yeah, and I'll stop talking. But yeah, Pokemon in, in Japan's World Cup mascot. Hooray! Pretty cool. Yay! A lot of stories to get to that did not make the cut. Uh, the first of which could change the video game industry. Uh, this happens tomorrow, actually. Tomorrow morning, Amazon is set to reveal their video game uh, hardware plans 
As you said, watch, they didn't do it today, you guys. Like, they're not stupid. Exactly. Like, Mm -hmm. when you have big news to break, that's legitimate. And, you know, the reports have been going back and forth between a console-like device that would be more of an Android sort of run system. Not like Ouya, but, you know, kind of similar in that regard. Or a Chromecast uh, plug-in to the TV that operates more, you know, like a streaming device. Uh, so there are definitely mixed reports on that, but you know we've seen stories like how they bought Double Helix, who developed Killer Instinct for the Xbox One, and they're trying to build up, you know, their software library. And Amazon is one of those companies that does have a lot of money to throw around to start something like this. Oh yeah, my friend just got hired by Amazon to work in their game development branch. So. No kidding! Wow, wow. Yes. I, I mean, big things happening there, and 11 a.m. Eastern on April 2nd, tomorrow, uh, they're having a, a sort of video stream to announce this information. So, uh, it's surely something we'll talk about on the next episode in a couple weeks from now, but we're on the precipice of maybe things changing. And that's, that's yeah, exciting. I don't know. I think it's going to be a battle between Steambox and Amazon, if anything. I don't think it'll yeah. so much upset the home console like the big three console markets i I don't think it will either but it's it'll be a player for sure you can't count out amazon as just like oh it'll be like oh yeah it'll be irrelevant no it's it'll be yeah like like you say like valve it's i think it's going to be a battle between those two amazon and steam because they both offer amazing deals yeah i can see that so definitely some excitement there indeed also, uh, positive news, I think, for Xbox One. They you know, kind of had a reshuffling of, you know, internally uh, in their organization, not only with the new CEO a couple months back, but they're consolidating all of their Xbox you know, teams under one roof for the Xbox brand, and they've named uh, former head of Microsoft Studios, Phil Spencer, as the head of Xbox. And I think that's a really good thing for them to, to consolidate everything, whether it's, you know, with Smart Glass and Xbox, you know, live and the studios and music, video. To put that all under one roof, I think, is a good thing to help that company kind of centralize their focus and, you know, look, you know, moving forward to any kind of division within a company like that is not going to help you. And I think if you had one person still left at that company who could take charge, I think, you know, Phil Spencer would be the name. Because Don Matrick wasn't going to do anything because he's already moved on. Uh, Mark changing Whitten, t-shirts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Phil Spencer would be. He's changing t-shirts and he's changing roles. Uh, but, you know, Mark Witten of Xbox Live, he's moving on to uh, was it Riot? Some, some uh, oh, actually that might have been uh, Uncharted 4's game developer. Yeah, it was Dog. Uncharted's. Yeah, that moved. One of their developers went to Riot. He moved on to, to Riot. I mean, a lot of, lot of shakeups in the game industry, but I think this consolidation of Xbox brands and to put Phil Spencer at the top of it, I think is a good move moving forward for Microsoft. I think we will see how it, his impact or how good of a move it was in about two months' time at E3. I think we'll get an idea then just how things are. That is a good point. Man, we're, oh, yeah, we're two months two away. Months. Holy You're like crap. two months in a week. That's, Before that whole craziness step starts again. That is crazy. Maker Studios, which is a kind of 
hub. Hodgepodge. Yeah, just like a, a big. They run a whole bunch of crap. They really uh, do. I mean, Blip, uh, Polaris, all all these different sort of media entities under this big conglomerate of Maker Studios. They've been purchased by Disney because Disney is the behemoth that just likes to swallow everything. Uh, so I guess I don't understand why. I mean, I don't know either. Like this seems out of there. I don't understand. Uh, out of their wheelhouse, yeah. Yeah. So I went to the Disney store at the mall over the weekend because I live closer to all the malls and stuff, and we were just checking everything out. I went to the Disney store, and there's a Captain America 2 poster, like, up front. I'm like, that's weird. And then there's all kinds of Marvel stuff, and there's Star Wars stuff, and there's Muppet stuff in the back. Along that same logic. Uh, I'm like, could I see Game Grump stuff in here one day? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Because <laughs> they're now technically Disney employees. That's fucking crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. A uh, local newspaper here was doing a Disney villain bracket for the... And I, we have talked to Doba about this uh, before our Leighton cast. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had a Disney villain bracket for the whole March Madness thing. And they included Darth Vader and Galactus on there. And it's just like, wow. That's weird. That's so messed up. <laughs> I don't know. They but yeah... The- they had the NCAA like commentator. I don't know if he's a big deal with like you guys. He's an older guy, and he's just like, "Yeah, baby!" Like he's just got a weird voice. And oh, stuff. dig my toe, baby! You know what I'm talking about. And he I was know like, exactly what you're talking about. I'm he talking was about a, down the sidelines. He he was at Disney World in a commercial, and he had like R2D2 hat with a uh, Mickey Mouse ears, and I'm like, "Whoa!" <laughs> oh man, uh, I saw that he was talking about. Oh, what was it? He was talking about... He was doing baseball predictions for whatever reason on ESPN. And, like, he was in a cowboy hat and he was doing, like, this giddy-up motion. And then over on Deadspin, like, they set that music to the genuine song Pony. It's like, wow, 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 wow. So it was was creepy. He's, he's He's an odd bird. I like that guy. I guess so. He's, he's got quite the voice. But yeah, you know, so Disney bought Maker Studios, and that's that's kind of a big deal, for $500 million. And they've already had their first debacle, which I will talk about in a bit. Hooray! Yay! Did you that's... see that Vine I sent you? Yes. Did you laugh as hard as I did? Yeah, I was... that was pretty great. It's a, it's a Vine. It's called uh, Everyone's in uh, Bracket Right Now, and it's just a guy burning it to amazing gre- uh, grace. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much how my bracket ended up being. I had a perfect first day, 16-0. and 0. Now my bracket's in shambles. It's terrible. That's always what happens, though. Assassin's Creed games are so easily leaked out these days. And, uh, you know, good on Ubisoft for reacting to this Kotaku story <laughs> that, about that kind of had a lot of things about the game Assassin's Creed Unity which is the Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC game that pretty much spilled the beans on it, and so they gave an alpha build video the next day. So I think it was really good to you know turn around that way for them. Uh, that's going to be set during the French Revolution. So go figure on that one. And then Kotaku, about a week later, 
you know, has details from a French report about Assassin's Creed Comet. So, two Assassin's Creed games supposedly this year. Uh, and this one is going to be on the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3. According to reports set as a Templar perspective with a Templar agent named Shay. A lot of, uh, lot of ship naval gameplay, much uh, like, much like Black Flag, uh, along the Atlantic coastline in the Atlantic Ocean around 1758. So it sounds like Unity with the French Revolution is going to be the more interesting game. Though I wouldn't knock the the ship gameplay in Black Flag too hard because that was much improved compared to three. That was. Hey. I was the sooner surprised. one of these games come out, four can come out and be like fifteen bucks. So that's good because I haven't played four yet. I'm just glad that Ubisoft is making this kind of move. Uh, that they're kind of separating the two. I think that you know, for Unity to not be restricted by past tech is the best thing they can do for you know the game's vision. So the more It'll be cool, yeah, the more studios can start to do this to move on and not cling to oh well you know the last you know the last gen does still have a very big you know consumer set so we really should cater to them like i think the sooner we can start moving on to that you know we can get better game experiences sooner rather than in a couple years from now yes yes quite <laughs> indeed indeed i just want an assassin's creed set in feudal japan that's what i want oh, i know that's what everybody wants it's never going to happen and they kind of, like, eventually. talked about it in, like, a, oh, the fans Dude. want it in Black Flag. They kind of covered it in a, not really a mocking sort of way, but they at least brought the idea up. Didn't they say it would be too easy to do or something? Something like that. I remember yeah. someone saying it would be too easy. Yeah. Uh, Kickstarter game is on hold after two years, after raising $53,000, the... The original creator of the Super, uh, what is it? The, he did the Super Mario Brothers crossover, and he oh, made, guy, yeah. he made his own game or was trying to, but he didn't hire a lot of people who had experience, and so this kind of inexperience caught up to them. And now I think this is the story I was talking about earlier, where I think they're going to try to see if they can refund, you know, some of the backers, but that's because they don't have a product. To give out. It's very different compared to, oh, Facebook bought Oculus, but Oculus Rift is still going to be a thing, especially when they have $2 billion thrown their way. Just because yeah. you don't like you know, the directions and tips and turns that have gone along in the development, that means it doesn't mean you can start you know, demanding your money. That's not what Kickstarter is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So it just shows you know, the buyer or backer beware sort of mentality there. Scott, big yeah, news for us. Yeah, be careful what yeah. you invest in. Big news for us PS4 owners. Why don't you uh, talk about the uh, the impact on this future update for streaming? The PS4 capture uh, program is it does a good job. My biggest issue is more with the camera not being able to set the size of the camera, but it's incredibly easy, and I really like it. Um, but being able to capture with my HD PVR will be incredibly nice once they remove the HDCP. Um, it'll make reviews a lot easier for people and media outlets. It'll be a, it, I think it'll be great. 
Um, it would have enough- been really nice had it come out like three months ago when we were yeah. doing things for the commercial. Uh, this uh, is so true. <laughs> so true, but uh, better late than never, you know. Hopefully it'll be in this month, but I'm excited for it. I think it'll be fantastic, and I can't wait to be able to record footage and capture highlights on my Twitch channel. Of That's PS4 the big games. thing for me, yeah. because I played, of, I played a lot of Infamous Second Son uh, you know, streaming on our Show Me Your News Twitch channel, but because it doesn't back any of it up through PS4 at the moment, I can't do highlights. I can't then make YouTube videos. So this is going to be a big step. And they say in the coming weeks, which is a kind of a setback, but at least it's happening. And that's that's a good thing. What's really strange, I have my entire playthrough of Knack saved on my Twitch channel. Oh, jeez. Somehow it saved before Sony was like, no, you can't do that. Huh. So I have all of Knack. At least the last time I checked, I still had Knack. I'm checking right now, but yeah. All, yeah, all of my Knack parts are still up there. Part 1 through 6 are still saved and archived on my, uh, my Twitch channel. Well, it's just going to make you know, streaming from consoles a better experience, and it's really oh, good that that's sure. going to be happening. Uh, It'll then- be going up against Xbox, so I think that's the main reason we're like, Okay, we're gonna we're gonna do this really soon, guys. Yeah, we gotta gotta get that moving. And then EA finally lost in the worst company in America competition du jour, what have you. Uh, lost in the first round to Time Warner Cable, which uh, is pretty much gonna eventually be Comcast. So, but they lost, and so is that good? Is Comcast better? Comcast is really good in terms of internet speed. But they do charge you way too much for cable. They're just starting to become a monopoly. They're huge. They own NBC. I'm, I'm fucking done with cable. Like since I moved out, I've like yeah. read about it. I'm like, that's so stupid. We should be in a day and age where you should be like, I just want five channels. Mm-hmm. And uh, South Park had a really good episode about it. If you want to go <laughs> check that out. All right. Uh, we got to get through the rest of the show really quickly. We're already at about an hour and a half. The games out recently: Metal Gear Solid Five, Ground Zeroes. We talked about that. Talked about Final Fantasy X and X2 HD Remaster. Uh, Yaiba Ninja Gaiden Z. I didn't even know they were still making Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, it's it's kind mm-hmm. of more of a cel-shaded game. It didn't get the best reviews. It's one of those they're trying to be really hardcore sort of game with the violence and all that, but it doesn't really come off that well. They try to appeal to the American audience. I think that I remember reading that that's what they were going for with that. Well, they didn't succeed all too well. Pokemon Battle Troze for 3DS. That came out. Infamous Second Son. Really enjoyed that game on PS4. Blaze Blue Chrono Phantasma, the uh, third game in the Blaze Blue. They made a third game? Yeah. I didn't know that. Blaze Blue. War Blaze Blue. Uh, you know, Sanquin 20 played Diablo 3 Reaper of Souls, the expansion to Diablo 3. We finally got the last bit of DLC for Bioshock Infinite with Burial at Sea Part 2. I'll be looking to play that sometime this week. And everyone who helped make it is probably out of a job right now, so that's nice. Yeah, it's the the last Irrational Games. Uh, Apparently it's quite well done. You play as Elizabeth, more uh, stealth-involved gameplay. And apparently it ties up Bioshock Infinite and the first Bioshock quite nicely. That's good. So, good for them. Nice. 
Goat Simulator. God, I gotta play this game so badly. I am not on this bandwagon at all. Me neither, but I can see the lulls, but it's not one that I'm gonna put money I'll down. I'll wait till it's a buck on Steam sale, then we'll give it yeah, a Yeah, I'm gonna wait for it to be cheaper, but I wanna play it really bad. Yeah. And then MLB 14, the show, is out today for PlayStation 3, but who cares because PlayStation 4 version looks much better, even though it comes out May 6th, and I'm going to wait for that. Soapbox. Got to make these quick, but the How I Met Your Mother series finale was last night, and I'll keep the spoilers light because I know Tony was... None. Tony was... I haven't watched the last 15 episodes or anything. Oh, damn. We got to get on that. I've been letting pile up. I know you were acquiring the early DVD, April Fool's, just kidding. But Yeah, dude. A lot of people are not happy with it. I am someone who... I didn't really like it, per se, but I'm satisfied with it. I'm at a point, even though How I Met Your Mother is my favorite show of all time, it's a show that really speaks to me, and I can even remember days on... Show Me Your News Past, where Samurai Panda was like, yeah, it's the show called How I Met Your Mother. You should watch it. I think you'll really enjoy it. I'm like, well, holy shit, turns out I did. Uh, I'm not going to get all you know beaten up about, oh, they did this wrong and this wrong. Um, so I'm satisfied with it. I can see where there are faults. They could have you know spread out that ending. You know, They tried to cram so much into an hour. And That's it, stupid because they bitched and moaned for a whole nother season to I cover know. two days. Exactly. And there's something I would say, but it is spoiler. Uh, you know, some people can say like it it kind of cancels out certain it's the whole Mass Effect 3 argument. If you think that an ending just it, it invalidates the, the parts of the series. You mean the journey throughout the whole thing wasn't worth it for you? Like, that, you didn't get any value in that? I don't see the whole point of, like, the invalidation of the show. But I will give this critique of the finale and what they decided to do. The creators of the show had a vision for how they wanted How I Met Your Mother to end. And this was something they created in, like, around the second season while the show was still young, and this was the vision they had. And they recorded, you know, the kids on the couch, you know, recording lines for this ending. Well, the show was much more popular than they thought it would be, and it continued on for nine seasons. And characters went through arcs, and changes were made in each of their lives. Yet the creators wanted to stick by the original ending, and it felt like a lot had to change to fit that original vision, which could have worked very well in the show's early conception. But I think it was a bit of stubbornness to stick by the ending that they originally created for the story, even though it might not have entirely matched how the characters were progressing at that point. But I don't know. I'm I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm satisfied. I'm not going to be heartbroken about it, even though a lot of people, I would say like two-thirds of people online are peeved. It. So, yeah, I'm I watched it earlier. Uh, I I agree with that. I it was satisfying, but I don't really agree with how they tied it up. Like the big stuff at like the very end of it, I was mm-hmm. kind of meh. But I thought it was a good wrap up. Mm-hmm. I think there have been worse. There have been worse shows. Yeah. 
Uh, Scott, your soapbox. Um, my soapbox, what I want to really talk about is uh, how basically Bravely Default, a game which many people know I was is, was one of my most anticipated games of 2014. I loved it. I was preaching the demo. I wanted everyone to get it. I think if you own a 3DS and like old RPGs, you should get it. But I guess the sales were really well, did really well worldwide, and the surprise Square. And it made Square realize that maybe they should start looking back at the roots, that they've lost their focus. And huh, yeah, <laughs> maybe. And they were <laughs> like, oh my god, we made a game based for Japanese audiences, basically our how our old RPGs were, and it sold like hotcakes, like people actually want this. And I was just blown away, and I really hope from their, the interview with the Square Enix president, how he was like, we've lost our roots, we really want to go back and make the games that people expected to and not try to, uh, not so much change it, but stick with our roots and refocus our efforts. And I really hope that this will bring about the resurgence. Final and- Fantasy thirteen four. <laughs> no, I, I think Final Fantasy Thirteen is like the exact reason they're bringing it up. They tried doing games with a worldwide perspective, and Japanese companies aren't really good at that. Not all of them. No, I'm no, not no. saying There's all big... of them are good. Gaijin Goomba does a really good rant about how they just don't perceive the West very well. Like, they have no idea. And then you can look at... Uh, creators like Inafune mm-hmm. and uh, Kojima, who like travel around and like uh, you know look at exactly. other control schemes and stuff. Like they know what's up, but a lot like of some, them don't. Yeah, some are willing to kind of really understand and try and learn that just how the other parts of the world work. And I really hope that with Bravely Default doing so well and them being shaken up and being seeing that. The RPG market isn't a niche market. The they brought up Hitman, how they're re kind of addressing the new Hitman coming out and making it more like the old Hitman games that people knew, that people loved. That this will re-energize and bring back the square from the nineties that created the amazing games of Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy VI, uh, Chrono Cross, Final Fantasy Nine, all these different games. And it will and if they're successful, I hope that other Japanese developers will realize that you can still be incredibly successful if you fall back on your roots, if you refocus your efforts and realize people bought your games because they were amazing, not because they were developed or geared towards that specific region or the games that are popular in that specific region. They were geared, people enjoyed them because they were masterfully created games and just because you might be targeting one audience, it doesn't mean that the whole world doesn't have audience members of that audience. So I'm really hopeful, and with everything they've said, it just makes me really happy and excited that Bravely Second will probably also come out. So over here, so well, yay! Good. I want to well, see good. 90s Square come back. I mean, it's not like Kingdom Hearts formula changed, and those still did well. It's not like I think when Sakagachi left, they were really like lost. After uh, he left, after he made ten, this is like, well, fuck. Yeah. Some yeah. minor things changed in Kingdom Hearts, though. Yeah, but I mean, they did there. try a bunch of stuff. 
like the handheld games especially. And I mean, there were things in Dream Drop Distance that I wasn't a huge fan of that kind of deviated from things with the whole dream pet system and yeah. crap like that. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of the dream pets. Yeah. Exactly. But so also, I don't think Kingdom Hearts was spared from some of those changes. They also did say Final Fantasy 15 and Kingdom Hearts 3 information at E3. Christ, I hope so. Final I, Fantasy 14 or 15? I, I think Final Fantasy 15 is going to be winner this year. Maybe January, February next year. No, I think they're it's going to be gonna, this year. Uh, I'm calling it now. They're just going to step on stage and be like, hey, we're making these games. Bye. <laughs> you mean Square like see, see, see you at TGS? Last year? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see you at TGS. <laughs> yeah. That would be cruel. I was oh, so pissed isn't off. that what they did with Final Fantasy 15 at the PS4 reveal? Yep. We will have more information at E3. Goodbye. See, oh, see you at E3. <laughs> I wish you had my heart hooked up to a monitor when they when that guy came out and he's yeah. like, "Bye." Well, yeah, like, just like, ah. oh, hype, hype, hype. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Adobo, it's your soapbox. My soapbox is, I mentioned earlier that Maker slash Polaris had a little mishap. Mm-hmm. Now, this mishap happened last week. And by mishap, I mean a $400,000 mishap. Uh, recently, last week, Polaris and Maker Studios partnered with Mountain Dew and a couple other places to set up this the show called Game Jam. And uh, for anybody that doesn't know, in the indie game community, a Game Jam is when you get a team of people or just one person sit down and they put give themselves a pretty short amount of time, like usually it's around 24 hours or a week, and uh, they say, we're going to make a game in this time. Like a full game. And... So they wanted to make a show that brought in some actual big indie developers. Um, I don't remember any of their names. I know the Stanley Parable guy was one of them. Uh, Depression Quest uh, gal was one of them. And they just brought in a bunch of indie developers. And they also brought in a bunch of YouTube personalities, such as our favorite JonTron was there. And uh, Angry Joe was there. Mark Plyer... Uh, Dodger was supposed to be the host, and just a whole mess of internet personalities as well. And what was going to happen was they were going to split these these developers and these personalities into two teams, and they were going to make a game. Uh, they were going to have to make a game in, I think, three days was what they were going to do. Um, or at least that was what it was supposed to be at first. Somebody else got a hold of the stuff. The project, a lot of people are saying the project got too big for Polaris. And they had to they had to hand it off to somebody else to make sure it was all managed well and everything. And somebody decided that it would be better as a full-fledged reality show. Oh god. Oh god. Where um they flew all these people out and then proceeded to show them the schedule and suddenly these people realized that this schedule has, like, one day of game development and the rest of, like, arts and crafts challenges and physical challenges and crap that had absolutely nothing to do with game development. Um, and they had gone out there because the whole point of the show was we want to show the world what making a game is actually like. Like, there's all this sort of 
we don't see a lot of the stuff that happens behind doors in game studios very often. Like, you don't see postmortems outside of GDC and design documents are very rarely released. Um, but they were going to do this whole thing and have it all filmed. But unfortunately, the guy in charge of filming everything and basically the guy that ended up taking up the role of director was a guy that Pepsi brought in because Mountain Dew was a huge sponsor. And uh, they brought out their contracts and there was a lot wrong with these with these stupid contracts. Like, they were only allowed to drink Mountain Dew or water. Oh not allowed to drink anything else. Damn. So they weren't even allowed to drink coffee. Like, coffee was banned from the damn studio. Um, they were told that they were only allowed to look a certain way while drinking Mountain Dew. Because um, apparently they had to be taught how to how to smile properly to look like they were enjoying the product. Uh, the contract specifically listed the uh, ability to for misrepresentation, as in they could take something you did or said out of context to make you look like a worse person to make more drama happen. Um, and the thing they were trying... Yep. The thing they were trying to do was was cause drama between these two teams, and they didn't really realize that the indie scene doesn't really like drama between people. They work together. They're yeah. very they're very friendly and tight knit. And uh, basically, what ended up happening was nobody signed the contract, uh, but they started filming anyway. And the guy in charge was a man named Matty, I believe is how it's pronounced. M-A-T-T-I. I don't know exactly. He worked for Pepsi, and he was treating it like a scummy reality show. He would take it around, and the first time they realized there was an issue was that John Tron was put on a team with the uh, girl who made Depression Quest. Um... Which is in any game not a lot of people played because it was put on Steam Greenlight and because people found out she was a female game developer, there were death threats and yeah, stuff. That was, that was an awful, awful this case, is, yeah. This is the internet. And God fuck those people. Um, but she uh, she didn't really get along well with John and John didn't really get along well. And it's not it's not that they didn't like each other. Their their personalities just didn't mesh very well. And so John did what, what, uh, what anybody would do, what any smart human being would do, is he, he asked her if she'd like to go out into the hall and, and get a few wrinkles out and make sure they didn't mess up the group dynamic. And she agreed, and they went out into the hall. And then the guy had camera. this Maddie guy had them take cameras out there to follow them. And they both, of course, told him to fuck off. Uh, later, he tried to get John alone in a room to try and make a testimonial. Him, yeah, yeah, try to make him say bad things about about uh, this girl named Zoe, and uh, of course, John refused the because the, John's a nice guy. He's not he's not stupid. He's not a dick. He's he kind refused. Of a dick sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but not usually in that for comedic, way. Usually for comedic trolling or whatever. Yeah, but like that that uh. That interview failed, and John was pissed. 
And I think that's when John John left production. And what basically ended up happening, like, the final thing was he started going around to the teams and saying, so the other two teams have women on them. Do you think that puts them at a disadvantage? Mm. And then he went to the teams with women on them and said, so you guys have a couple pretty girls on your team. Do you think this gives you an advantage? And long story short, by the end of the day, this $400,000 game jam, basically the most expensive game jam ever done, um, every single developer left, walked off, walked off set, refused to do anything else. Good for them. Uh, And the guy who caused all the problems was fired with extreme prejudice. Um, The best kind of fired. And they're, right now, Polaris is in talks with the developers about trying to get something else out there, trying to to get all these compromises in, in place. And all the developers have all, they've all basically said, and there's a big, huge write-up about the entire incident on Indie Static, and I can give you a link to this if you'd like. Please do, after yeah. We've got to put it in our show notes for sure. I didn't um, even know about any of this. Yeah. But... Uh, Everybody's fine for the most part. Uh, all the developers agree that it was not Polaris's fault. It was not Maker's fault. It was the people they had to bring in that sort of fucked everything up. Um, I know a couple of the developers and like John and Mark Plyer and Dodger and a couple other people all went to Disneyland afterwards, so they're fine. <laughs> Because they they obviously weren't working for the rest of the weekend, so they just went to Disneyland. I've, see, I've seen those pictures. <laughs> uh, but it's just first off, props for them for walking out. Because, yeah, stick to their guns. Yeah. Like fuck that. That was all, and they've all said like it was. We walked out because everything about this was directly against what we thought we were doing and what the indie scene tries to do. Yeah. Or, and just, or like in general, really, like they don't they didn't sign up to do YouTube stuff for like that kind of shit either. Yeah, and creative and, freedom and whatnot away from stupid media bullshit. Just I, uh, the fact that this even happened in the first place, kind of sad. Yeah, but, having done game jams, I mean that. It's such a fun and such a huge team-based, like, strengthening activity. It's just to do shit to that, like this to it, it's just... And, like, I mean, there's there's even a lot of big big companies that, that do game jams just to unwind. Like, I know uh, Double Bethesda Fine. Bethesda does. Bethesda does it. Double Fine does it. Double Fine has the most famous one, where most of those actually turn into, like, full-fledged games that Double Fine releases. Um, but just, man, <laughs> I don't know. Thank you for sharing that story though. Like that's, it's really interesting. I'll have to give that a read later and, you know, respect for all those people. You gotta you know, stick to your morals and what's right and what your mm-hmm. vision is for that project. That's, it's, it's terrible what happened to them, but it's great how they responded. So kudos. And I'm glad wonder, that guy lost his job. I wonder how angry, angry Joe got. It's the thing, you know? Apparently everybody just got... Hopefully... Just, you should make a video just to rant about it. Yeah. 
Hey, right, Tony. So I know a lot of them are under contract and can't Oh, actually, no, that's true. Polaris is picking yeah, up that very, stuff. Yeah, they're very... I know Dodger, Dodger has a daily vlog thing where she, she didn't talks bring it about... Up, probably. And she she briefly mentions it and mentions that things went wrong and no filming and a lot of filming wasn't actually done. So then we got about a day's worth of footage before things went to shit completely. Yeah, yeah um, we'll, we'll definitely have that story in our show notes for sure. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, Tony, all I got. Yeesh. <laughs> Fucking hey, how, how, how do you follow that? that? Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to briefly mention uh, real quick. Uh, since it's like just too much of a clusterfuck for a, uh, uh, what are you playing? But I got a big old fat CRT. It's like 32 inches in a, in our living room, and it's like below our uh, HD mounted TV. So we're like doing old games, and man, I've I've like heard Aaron bitch about like lag, you know, and now I've like experienced it. I've experienced it a bit with super like just playing like melee, and I'm like, whoa, okay, yeah. there's a bit of a input difference, but holy shit, like. I played Donkey Kong Country for, like, the first time in my life again or something. Like, I always suck dick at Donkey Kong Country, and I'm like, oh, my God, I can do this now. Like, there's a difference. Like, it's awesome. There's no lag. It's instant input. And, uh, yeah, we're just collecting old games. I feel like Gimpy, but to a much smaller degree, because Jesus Christ. Uh, Starting to build up somewhat of a little collection, trying to go back and, like, you know, find stuff. Uh, I found... uh, this was weird. It's this weird little hobby shop. Uh, they used to do Smash tournaments, actually. Uh, and I found, like, uh, Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt for, like, $4. And weirdly enough, I saw, like, just Mario Brothers, and it was $9. I'm like, why the fuck? <laughs> why wouldn't you just get this one? And I was like, we don't have the gun, so that's... Yeah. Uh, but I don't know, man. It's it's a world of a difference, and, like, you wouldn't think of it. And I don't know. I think the frame rate just looks better like uh nate was just playing like fire red on the game boy player and i'm like i don't know if it's the frame rate or just because the picture is just stretched artificially you know yeah i don't know man it just looks so much better though like i can't believe it and yeah. nba jam's great <laughs> yeah <laughs> now we definitely came across a lag issue when when super's over when we were playing project m on the projector in our basement yeah. Oh, there is significant. It's like online lag, basically, and that was, that was something. Yeah. But it's kind of makes me proud because when I had my first apartment with Samurai Panda, we had our you know like fifty inch or whatever HD TV on an entertainment stand, but right next to it on a chair, we had a little CRT right there as well. It's cool, and it's yeah. like it makes you feel like a kid again. Like we, yeah. it's it's like on our floor, so we just kind of sit on the floor like kids again and just play like a uh, Mario Two and shit. Like it's really cool. Oh, that's kind of uh, cool. It's just like oh, like that was that's like my first apartment experience too. And also, my Genesis was broken, so I had to remedy that. Oh, it wasn't broken, but it wasn't making sound. And I bought like an old Genesis Two, which is right. like my favorite model. Like it's awesome. The only downside is there's no uh, red composite cable input, so it's just like mono. It's mono but, sound, yeah. But it's got S video, and I've never seen S video before, and it's fucking awesome. Like it's really? so good. Yeah. Have you huh. ever messed with S video? I've never used it, but I, I've it's, seen the plugs and all that. Just never used it. It's very pretty. Like, Mario World jumps out at you a lot more and stuff. Uh, Genesis doesn't have one. I think you can hack a Genesis 3, but I ain't fucking with all that because I don't even know. So it doesn't have what Nintendo or something? Yeah, right. No. <laughs> oh, man. We, we went on a big, like, spree of looking up, like, old commercials, too. Like, we've just been in the mode for it. And, uh, 
to it's Mario Kart. Two speeds, fast, and way too fast. Oh, oh my god. god. It's so silly, but yeah, it's great. Just going through old stuff, like trying to collect old stuff. We, like, uh, I found. What did I find? Uh, yeah, I found the Mario Brothers, and then like I was picking up like uh, WWF No Mercy on N64 because I just hear that's like the best one like ever. And I saw F Zero for like seven dollars, and I wasn't even looking for it, but I'm like, I'm not gonna not get F Zero for seven dollars because shit be expensive online to a ridiculous degree now. Like Earthbound's an obvious one. Go look up uh, Mega Man X Three. Hmm. That's just like three hundred, four hundred dollars now. Scott. Got mine for forty five bucks. Yeah, yeah. last Don't year. Look for it now; it's insane. But yeah, it's fun collecting all the old stuff again. Awesome. And I wish I did it a few years ago because it's fucking expensive now. Like I said, <laughs> yeah, CRT game is the way to go with the old school stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, YouTube recommendations. Let's wrap up the show. Tony, we'll start with you. No, you don't go. I gotta look. Doba. Uh, <laughs> um. We talked about GDC earlier. One of the coolest things that ever happens at GDC is sometimes people get up and give postmortems about games. Sometimes they're old games. So uh, go look up. Apparently, a couple years ago, John Romero did one on Doom. There's one on the original Fallout. There's one on uh, Maniac Mansion, which is a really great point and click, and one of the first views of the Scum Engine. Uh, there's all sorts of. There's one on Portal Two. They're really cool to watch. They're very interesting. They're long, so just have them on the background or something. But definitely look up GDC uh, postmortems. All right, uh, Scott. Um, I'm gonna do two really quick. One's more of a channel, and the other's an actual uh, video. Sure. Uh, first off, if any of you in the uh, what listening to the podcast are fans of the anime Gundam, just Gundam series in general, I What's highly that? recommend. <laughs> Goondam or something? It, it, it's very Japanese. Bang uh, bang. Pew. Uh, but I highly recommend you check out the YouTube channel Gundam Info. Uh, no spaces, but it's basically a official Bandai YouTube channel that has a bunch of the newer entire seasons of Gundam. Uh, subbed in English, and the newest one that just came out, or actually just finished, Gundam Build Fighters, they had them up right after they aired in Japan. So, brand new episodes. Dubbed? Fan- fantas- no, not dubbed, just uh, subtitled. So, it's if you fantas- don't like subtitles, you probably won't like these, but it has Double O, Seed, Seed Destiny, Gundam Build Fighters, which is amazing, by the way. It's an anime about people building Gundam models and then fighting with them. It's I was going to say because uh, Space Dandy's coming out and it's like it it aired here before it did there, so I didn't know if it was that kind of a deal. Like it is cool seeing anime like do that kind of stuff now. Mm-hmm. But Gundam Info, it's a channel on YouTube. Highly recommend it. And then for my specific video though, it's the newest episode of Screw Attack's uh, Death Battle, where it's Luigi versus Tails from Sonic. I've been meaning to look at that one. Highly recommend Sonic. it. The second fiddles, yes, sidekicks, exactly. as it were. That's a, it. Sounds like a good one. It's it's yeah. a it's a good one. They go. I don't know if any of you have not watched any of the Death Battle series. I highly recommend it. It is. They a good go series, into yeah. in depth describing what each character has, like their strengths, their weaknesses, stuff like that, and then they have an animation of them fighting. So, my buddy, very uh, fun series. 
my buddy back in the old middle ground comics day, uh, he was a dude I looked up to a lot, and he still does comics like every day. He's a machine. Uh, Akuma the Hedgehog, he does like research on it. And if you know that dude's comics, he like knows and watches every cartoon and comic thing I've ever seen. Mm. So he's really good at that. And I think he helps make sprites and stuff because he's a really good spriter. Oh, so, nice. yeah. Death Battle's cool. I just, it used to be on YouTube, and I like got to go to their site now, so I don't do it no, as much. It's but still on I'm, YouTube. It is. Well, yeah. I think you gotta be subscribed to the like whole like Screw Attack channel, and they just send you all their bullshit. And I'm like, they, you get it earlier, but it comes they, out. Yeah. yeah, they do it like a week or so earlier on their actual website, but all their stuff is still on uh, YouTube. I just need to find a playlist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll just do that at some point. I'll just add it to my watch later. Uh, while while we're kind of on anime, uh, I was gonna say Dragon Ball Kai is coming back in Japan and on Sunday. With mm, the Moose Saga, and that's, that's right. exciting. But uh, yes. as for so was WrestleMania, yeah. Uh, but YouTube representation, I want to give a little shout out to Gerard. He's like doing. I, I don't want to like belittle the old stuff, but I think he's doing some of his best work right now in his uh, Final Fantasy VII retrospectives. Awesome, awesome videos. Mm-hmm. He's about halfway through them. Uh, go check them out and watch the ones as they come out next week and the week after. They're monsters. Mm-hmm. They're like twenty five minutes long. That's super. Oh impressive. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're good videos. I, wasn't it like his thesis or something he said in the first episode? Yeah, yeah. And they're really well put together. And he <laughs> he was interviewing uh, some like other YouTube personalities, and they had the theor- the game theorist on there. Oh, yeah, Matt Pat. Yeah. And they just like, I have a theory, and they just fucking start bust out laughing. <laughs> a game theory. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. And then they had a bunch of like people like talking about how Aerith affected them. And then Ego Raptor's on it. And he's like, man, I didn't give a shit. I didn't use Aerith at all. Like, Tifa was way better. <laughs> <laughs> she made me super happy. Uh, I have two videos. One of them, considering how much I don't care about Titanfall, I came across a video I think it was through... I don't want to misappropriate it. I'll have the link, but... It's a, an impressionist who does a Barack Obama impression. And so the idea is Barack Obama plays Titanfall. And I'm someone who's <laughs> so far removed from like online multiplayer things. But if I had an experience like that where you know, you had someone trying to essentially pretend like he was Obama and then all the players are just like kind of buying into it and quote-unquote asking the president questions and all that stuff. They're, they're entertaining videos, so... Want to check out Barack Obama plays Titanfall? That's good for a couple laughs. Also, a few weeks ago, I watched more like binge watched the first season of Attack on Titan on Netflix. And at Yomacon 2013, we're at the the Team Four Star. Yeah, they fucking panel. did like six episodes. That was yeah. Pissed. They well they they spoiled it for sure. The, like the first five or six episodes. But, like, I'm watching, I'm like, I don't get it. This isn't that funny to me. But after watching the whole series, going back and watching Team Four Stars Attack on Titan abridged, so much better once you know the material. It's fantastic. I I was super bummed out because I knew it was a big deal. And I'm like, I'll wait. And just, like, it was relatively new. And then they're like, let's abridge it. And I'm like, okay, I guess I get a feel for the first episode. And they're like, that was, like, six episodes. I'm like, fuck you guys. Mm -hmm. Like, this just came out. That's not cool. In yeah. their defense, the first six episodes are pretty damn boring in Attack on Titan. It's true. I don't know, man. Megami's our friend. I probably shouldn't talk that harshly, but I was kind of like, <laughs> I'm in this panel. I can't just, I can't just leave, you know. Yeah. 
Because I've heard about the show and like they're only like halfway through the manga and they've been doing it for four years and they started the anime and they're like on break and like it'll probably take another four years. I'm like, I'm not watching that shit. I'm not going to watch it and then like get let down with waiting and like maybe four years of filler like Naruto style or some shit. Like I'm not dealing with it until it's done. I just said the, abr- the abridged is really well done uh, after you watch the show. But I'm yeah, sure. I mean... I, it kind of stuck with me, like, the big spoiler at the end of that abridged and at the end of episode five. Like, so when I watched the actual series, like, oh, I know that happens. Yeah, that sucked. That was the biggest thing, though. I was just like, yeah. well, I better not get attached to that. <laughs> I did appreciate the Always Sunny bit, but... <laughs> yep. <laughs> anyway, I think that's all we have to cover on the show. We're reaching two hours here. Guys, thank you so much for being on. Really appreciate it. Thanks for uh, Thanks for being here. Yeah. Thanks for letting me just sneak on. Hey, you guys had great stories to tell. Thank you for the soapboxes. That was fantastic. Tony, it's another week. We have a couple more, and then, gosh, what's happening in the middle of April? Or WrestleMania? Birthday. (laughs) Yeah, the 13th. That's right. You want to send me some retro games, you know? My birthday's tomorrow. That's right, it is. Oh, my goodness. I'm glad it Mine wasn't is today. in like nine months. Well, happy birthday in advance to both of you. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, Scott, I know you wanted to plug your Twitch channel. Yes, I have a Twitch channel. And granted, there aren't many of you still watching. But in case people listen to this later, I will be doing a Tales of Symphonia stream uh later probably starting saturday and i will be giving away a free copy still sealed of tales of symphonia hd collection for playstation 3 to my viewers so if you have a ps3 and like Tales series and don't have it or have never tried the Tales series and would like a free copy uh stop in the stream follow the channel and uh yeah it'll be a good time i do lots of games and i also take requests and the channel would be what uh, twitch.tv slash solidsnake120 so right. got lots of people coming in and it's a good time it's a good time so good stuff well thanks again guys hope you enjoyed the listen with that I'm Yoko I'm Tony I'm, I'm solidsnake120 nice <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and We are out. Enjoy. Find out more about this show and other podcasts at the Show Me Your News Network, where you can embrace your inner nerd over at showmeyournews.com. Fans can interact with other sninjas at the friendliest community on the net at showmeyournews.com slash forum. News. Uh, so far, my favorite is actually uh, I don't think any of you read Cucumber Quest, which is a shame. I follow Gigi, but I haven't gotten into reading. Uh, Cucumber webcomic. Quest is one of the best web comics on the internet, like at this point. It's not surprising. And, Her comics for everything else are fantastic. Oh yeah, and uh, apparently. 
today she decided to replace Cucumber Quest with Kukobu Quest, which is apparently notes from when she was a teenager starting to write Cucumber Quest mm. as an amateur manga. Mm. And it's the most teenage weeaboo thing ever. That's great. I mean, you can go read my webcomics and... <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure the back, she replaced the background with, like... I think those are Neopets, too. It's weird. Hmm. But pretty great. And last all last night she was tweeting like a like a teenage weeaboo, like adding random Japanese into her into her sentences. Using emoticons and it was awesome. 